Welcome to the Truth In My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello all, and welcome back to the Truth In My Days apologetics program. Today, we have Sonia Tors speaking with John Tors. John is addressing what we can say to skeptics that claim the archaeological evidence disproves the Bible. We are continuing from the last episode. We hope you enjoy! Showing once again that kind of argument that saying we haven't found evidence for it means it didn't happen is, is just absolute nonsense. Do you know that liberal skeptics actually used to deny the existence of Pontius Pilate, many of them? They did? Yes, just because he's in the Bible. So nope, didn't happen, didn't exist. He's actually mentioned in, uh, in Josephus, he's mentioned in Father, but so no, no Christians made it up. It was not until an Italian archaeological team, I think it's Caesarea, uncovered uh, an inscription stone from Pontius Pilate, 1961, that they had to admit that, yeah, he did really exist. Once again, the Bible was, was right and the skeptics were wrong. And this has happened over and over and over again. If you look at just, say, Luke's books, Gospel according to Luke, Acts of the Apostles, and here's a few things that Luke has said, which were all challenged by skeptics. In Acts 18.12, Luke writes, Gallio was proconsul of Achaia. Skeptics said, nope, Gallio never governed Achaia. He's not mentioned in any Roman lists. And by the way, they didn't use such a title. The title proconsul of Achaia is impossible. In Luke 3.1, as we mentioned before, Luke says Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene. They said this is an error since Lysanias died in 36 BC. You couldn't possibly have been tetrarch of Abilene about 70 years, almost 70 years later, if he's already dead. In Acts 17.6, Luke uses the term the polytarchs. Liberal skeptics said this is an error. Such a title was never used for city authorities. And the list goes on and on. Uh, Acts 19.35, uh, Paul mentions the, uh, Luke mentions the temple guardians, the neokaros in Ephesus. And the skeptics said this title is impossible. Acts 13 the leaders in Cyprus are called proconsul three times, and we're told these were impossible. You can't trust Luke, you can't trust Acts, you can't trust the Bible books. Why? Well, we have no evidence for it. Gallio's not in any of the Roman lists. Uh, Lysanias, we know he died in 36 BC. Bible's wrong, wrong, wrong. Yet subsequent archaeological discoveries eventually proved that Luke had been correct in every single case despite the confident assertions made by the liberal scholars that what Luke had claimed was impossible. An inscription was discovered at the Delphi in 1908 that dated to the year AD 51 and identified Gallio by name. Oh, look, he did exist. And he was identified in this inscription as proconsul. Now, remember, the liberals said he, he was never ruled and he wouldn't have used such a title. And here's a, an inscription, a contemporary inscription. AD 51, naming him and giving him that very title. Turned out he actually had held the office for a very short period of time, somewhere around maybe a year, year and a half at most. And very, he had a very short tenure there, which may be why he wasn't mentioned elsewhere. But it's actually, now we know the exact year that Paul went to, to that place. And that allows us to date, to do a chronological dating of much of the events in the Book of Acts. As far as Lysanias, well, we're told that Lysanias died in 36 BC. 
He couldn't possibly have been Tetrarch of Abilene at the time that John the Baptist began his ministry, somewhere around AD 30. And they kept saying that until an inscription was found at Abila that dated between AD 14 and AD 29 and mentions Lysanias the Tetrarch. So does that mean he didn't die in 36 BC after all? No, it's, it, a different Lysanias it's obviously what? a different Lysanias. That's just, these names are not unique. There's no reason to take that Lysanias who died in 36 and say that this is the same Lysanias. But a contemporary inscription proves that indeed Lysanias was Tetrarch and he was Tetrarch at the time Luke said. Uh, we're told that uh, Temple Guardian is, is an impossible title. We found plenty of references to that very term since then. We're told that uh, proconsul couldn't possibly be used as a title, not, not, in, uh, not in Cyprus, not in Thessalonica. Well, the inscription that dated between the year AD 69 and 79 was found in 1835 in Thessalonica that listed the polytarchs of the city, called them polytarchs. Remember, liberal skeptics told us that that title was impossible. That's what they were listed as in the contemporary inscription. 19 such inscriptions have been discovered, several of them in Thessalonica, where the liberals told us they could not possibly have used that title. So in point of fact, a little, there's a little bit of hubris here that they need to realize. Their assumption that they know better, 20, 19, 20 centuries later, they know better who was ruling and what titles they used better than a guy who was actually on the scene at the time. There's this an overweening pride there that they, they need to realize. Luke is the best ancient historian, as a historian that you can possibly find. The greatest uh, British archaeologist of the, the latter part of the 19th century, Sir William Ramsey. He spent many, many years in the Holy Land he actually went there to do archaeological investigations to prove that the Bible was wrong, to prove that Luke didn't know what he was talking about. And yet everything he found confirmed exactly what Luke said and what Luke wrote. And bit by bit, Ramsey was having to face the fact that, that this guy knew what he was talking about. He was writing the historical truth. And Ramsey did eventually become a Christian. And what he found from his archaeologists is that Luke's track record is absolutely unparalleled. There's no ancient historian as good as Luke. He says, all in all, Luke names 32 countries, 54 cities, and nine islands without making a single error. He doesn't just mention those places. He talks about people, rulers, and so on. He does not make a single error. As Ramsey pointed out, no other Greco-Roman historian even comes close in terms of accuracy to Luke. So the claims that are made by skeptics that oh, Luke doesn't know what he's talking about, Luke made mistakes, they're really not conversant with the facts. And this is why arguments from silence really are useless. They really are useless. And in point of fact, the discoveries continue. The discoveries of things that skeptics told us, nope, the Bible is wrong. We have no evidence. More and more, we keep getting evidence. Uh, this from 2019. Just a couple of years ago, archaeologists discovered definitive proof of Bible passage in the middle of Jerusalem. They found a contemporary clay impression with the biblical name of Nathan Melech. It was, the, uh, it was stamped with a seal that said, belonging to Nathan Melech, servant of the king. 
Nathan Malek's name in Second Kings is an official in the court of King Josiah. Oh yeah, so sometimes when I read the Bible, I, I wonder in the Old Testament, why are there all these lists of names? And maybe this is a reason to, so that archeological evidence can be discovered to back up the Bible. And that's a very interesting point. You might very well be right about that. Uh, this also from 2019, archeologists uncover Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem, just how Bible describes it. Uh, excavating on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, they found physical evidence of the Babylonian attack, including burned materials, arrowheads, carbonized wood, bronze, iron jewelry, and so on. How do they know it was done by the Babylonians? Well, there's the technology, there's this sort of arrowheads and so on. They're very distinctive to different tribes and different uh, nations. This from 2019 also. Archaeology discovery, evidence of biblical kingdom of Edom found. Now, Edom was, was a pretty large kingdom that lasted for a long time and yet incredibly skeptics used to say nope <laughs> uh, there's no such kingdom well they, they found the evidence of the kingdom there uh, and it's all well documented like if you want details by all means you can look it up this this also i think was 2019 discovered at nehemiah's wall archaeology proves the famous biblical account of a desperate attempt to fortify the holy city and I love looking at, at pictures of this because I, I really like the book of Nehemiah. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. And to actually see those walls, reading about the building of the walls and actually being able to see them is, is really quite an impressive thing for me. 2016, Solomon's Palace discovered in Israel, showing another proof that Bible passages were based on actual historical events. Another reference to the finding of the kingdom of Eden. So what Jesus said if I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? As far as archaeology goes, the Bible meets this test perfectly. We have not found anything from archaeology that contradicts the Bible. What we have found is so many pieces of evidence that support the Bible. And what we found repeatedly through the years is skeptics saying, oh, the Bible is wrong because archaeology hasn't uncovered evidence for it only to find subsequent discoveries that show the Bible was right all along. So once again, in this area, the word of God meets all challenges and refutes all critics. Is absolutely correct where it says in Psalm 119 and 160, the entirety of your word is truth. It says the Bible is so trustworthy on the earthly things. I think it would be very foolish not to believe what Jesus says about heavenly things. It's the one faith based and grounded on events of history and not just ordinary human history, but on the miracles that Jesus did in history that were documented, observed, recorded for us, especially the resurrection from the dead. They are all true. They all meet the tests of historicity. Uh, and so those who do not believe the heavenly things really need to think carefully about coming to believe them. Well, thank you for that great information, John. Very interesting. All of today's uh, Christian scholars really need not to give up and say there's a mistake in the Bible. People just need to look. Yeah, yeah, just, just look. Just look for the facts. Don't just accept what you hear from skeptics or, or even from uh, evangelical scholars. Do the due diligence, go back, look at the actual evidence. You will find the Bible is always right. Uh, the, the little ditty is, is correct. You know, the rule number one, the Bible is always right. Rule number two, when the Bible is wrong, go back to rule number one.
Well, thank you, John. And I look forward to hearing your podcast from next time. Thank you. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. Thank you.